0: Hey guys, to the Soto Mojo podcast Wildcard Edition. Uh, This is Colby Patnode, your normal host. Uh, On this Wildcard episode, I am joined by Ty Gonzalez, who was uh, thankfully able to tear himself away from, I don't know, some kind of animal farm game, uh, to come talk (laughs) sports with us for a couple minutes today. So, uh, Ty, how you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm worn out from being in the house. I, you know, I had talked about this on our regular podcast, so it's just, I don't go out a whole lot when the world is regular, but not having the, uh, the option to, uh, sucks. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, uh, it, who knew that just sitting on your ass all day would be so exhausting.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, like I said, guys, today's show, um, if you guys don't know what the wildcard episode is, I explained it last Saturday um, in my first attempt at this. Um, basically, you know that the sports world is really lacking of content right now. Um, but I also if you're like me, you don't want to just sit here and uh, read all the horrifying stuff about the coronavirus and look at how stupid people are being and whatnot. Sometimes you just want to talk sports. so uh, the idea here is pretty simple. we're just gonna we're gonna talk sports and whatever sport we want, uh, whatever team we want. Um, anything related to sports is open for game. If you want a more Mariner centric podcast and we'll still talk about the Mariners here, but if you want a more Mariner centric podcast, then those episodes come out either Wednesday or Thursday, um, every week. And we're still going to be doing those. Um, so uh, don't worry too much about that. So yeah, we're just here to talk some sports. Uh, there was a little bit of uh Mariner news that we could talk about briefly here. Um, We're also going to talk a little bit about Seahawks free agency. That's kind of been going on. Um, And then uh, we're going to wrap it up with a discussion about uh, movies that we like in the sports genre. So uh, let's start with uh, the Sam Tui Valala news. This is uh, you guys. I don't know if you haven't paying attention or whatnot. This was a bit of a surprise. Uh, The Mariners place on outright uh, release waivers. Sam Tui Valala. Ty, um, I imagine this took you by shock like it did me.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's really weird. Uh, it makes no sense to me. I, I when I wrote about it, you know, and and I tweeted it out. I said, "This is a decision that needs to be elaborated on by either party, or you know, preferably both." Um, it, you know, obviously there was some shoulder issues that he was dealing with. In the spring, he didn't appear in a cactus league game. He did pitch in a B game on uh, on the eighth, and that was his last appearance before, um, you know, everything went to hell. Um, but I don't know if the shoulder injury is worse than expected. I don't. I don't know if it's just something that scares the living daylights out of the mirrors. I, I Sam tully Valala for you know, from my point of view was going to be one of the major components of their bullpen this year and possibly for years to come. Um, and the fact that they just straight up waived him that they didn't even, I mean, well, we don't know if they they tried to trade him or not or what have you, but the fact that they weren't able to trade him and then they just let him go, for nothing is really strange. Uh, So my understanding, you know, and it's from, from Tui Vallala's tweet about CS Seattle, you know, he says on to the next chapter. So I guess he's looking for another job in major league baseball. I don't know why he, you know, I don't think that there's any chance of him trying to go overseas because they're, that's not a possibility with the way that the world is right now um i'm really confused by it i it doesn't make any sense and i would like for jerry or someone from the mariners or uh, sam himself to explain what happened what did he request his release or is it something that the Mariners uh, saw in his shoulder or just overall ability that just made them want to want to separate?
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it seems unlikely that it would be... Ability, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, Divish was saying that in that B game, Tui Vlala's fastball velocity was like 86, 87. Um, he's normally 93 to 95. So, I mean, the injury could be a possibility here but it would seem like you would just i mean you don't have to cut him you don't have to do anything right now opening day is 2 3 months away minimum yeah and you could stick him on the 60 day i you know 60 day il you already had an open spot on the 40 man so now you're down to 38 so you could have just carried him i so i have to think that this is something kind of blew up behind the scenes here there's some friction between Tui Velaala and somebody else or i i don't know i don't i don't want to you know put any blame on Sam Tui Velaala for anything without knowing any of the facts but it just doesn't make sense for the Mariners to to do this unless there's a non-injury related uh reason to me at least um just because, again, it, it, it's something you're, he's not going to be able to pitch this year. Even you can just put him on the sixty-day IL, and you keep him. He's free. He wasn't going to be a free agent until after the twenty twenty-two season. He's uh, in a good bullpen. He's a solid sixth, seventh inning guy. I mean, he, it's it's not like he has a skill set that's irreplaceable, but it's pretty good for almost no money and to just release him instead of trade him or stick him on the IL or whatever, I I, I, I don't understand it. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, it's... I don't know. It, It really makes no sense. So it has to be something in the clubhouse, something behind the scenes.
0: Right, I just... That if it is, then we'll probably never know. Um, but I'm surprised know, that
1: we haven't even heard anything from Divish because Divish is typically in on those things,
0: right? But he's not down there. Nobody That's is.
1: That's true. That's
0: true. They all went home. So, so what? We
1: yeah. think that something happened over the, like the last few days after the season suspension.
0: Maybe I. I don't know. I. I'm not sure. It almost makes me wonder if there's like a suspension coming. Mm. Um, you know, some kind of 80 game suspension or something like that. Uh, that major league baseball just isn't going to announce right now. Cause there's more important things uh, going on in the world, but I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's tough. You don't want to throw Tui people all under the bus and just assume that it's something needed wrong. But I think we're past the point where, You know what? Five, six years ago, we would have just said, "Wow, look at the Mariners; they're idiots." I I don't think we're. I think we're past that phase where this is. There's something up here, and we don't know what it is, and there's a decent chance we never know, um, or at least we won't know anytime soon. But uh, yeah, you know, from the sound, it doesn't sound like they're trying to sneak them through waivers or anything like that. Um, Yeah, I just. I don't know. I. I haven't heard that he's been claimed by anybody yet. Um, he hasn't signed with anybody yet, so I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's something happening behind the scenes that we don't know about, but the whole thing is just strange.
1: Yeah, it's um, just came out of the blue. You know, my my first thought when I saw it was, okay, he's trying to go play you know, in another league or something, you know, with everything going on. But then I realized, you know, very quickly, there aren't any leagues going on. And even if you did not want to go somewhere like, let's say, the KBO, where they are playing baseball, you can't go there right now. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I really, I, I don't know. And like you said, we probably won't know. And that sucks because it's just, it's really strange. It makes no sense.
0: I just, yeah, I just, I can't see any justification for it unless there is a serious non baseball related issue. Um, and honestly, I, like I said, I don't think even injury is a good enough reason. Um, like I said, you put them on the IL. Yeah. You're not going to go out and sign any more than likely. You're not going to go out and sign anybody during this shutdown. See, it's not like he was blocking a roster spot. You desperately needed to add somebody like, it just it doesn't make sense. I just I I don't understand it. So um, maybe we'll get some clarification one day, but I kind of doubt it. Um, so yeah, I mean, typically we probably talk about how this impacts the other guys of the bullpen. Let's go ahead. Let's hold off on that, and we will continue that discussion on our regularly scheduled broadcast for uh, later in the week podcast, broadcast. Yeah, right. Uh, podcast in the middle of the week. Um, but you know that's. That's pretty big news in Mariners land. Uh, there, there's a few other four other players got sent down uh, as well. I think it was uh, Donnie Walton, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Art Warren. Sorry, Donovan Walton. <laughs> I just, I'm just, i never going to get used to that. <laughs> mm.
1: I guess, Who else was I, on there? So, was Sam Della playing on there?
0: I think so. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, I, I know Donovan Walton was. Uh, Patrick Wisdom. All right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Zach Rotz uh-huh. and Taylor Williams. Oh,
1: okay.
0: They're all going to start there. year whenever it does start in triple a. Um, so no major surprises there. I don't think um, maybe wisdom is a bit of a surprise, but I don't think so. I mean, any of those guys surprise you? Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> yep. so there we go. It's,
1: yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. That was as expected. I thought maybe Taylor Williams had a chance to make the team, but he didn't have a, uh, you know, his his few appearances there weren't, weren't very good. So, uh, and I didn't expect um, any movement from the rest. You know, Tim Lopes, Still, and Moore, all those guys have, have outplayed Patrick Wisdom. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that was kind of the other guy that, May have had an outside chance of making the team, but
0: yeah, yeah I think he got beat out by Jose Marmaleos. Yeah, um, or I think you know Carlos Gonzalez is going to lose out too eventually. But um, Jose
1: Marmaleos raked in our uh, MLB the show some did that he? we did for the side. Dude <laughs> raked. Did. He hit like three eighteen or something like that.
0: <laughs> sure, why not? You know, he's like, a, he's like.
1: And he's like a sixty-nine overall in
0: that game, <laughs> like, But that's that's pretty good, yeah, for a twenty-eight-year-old, career Triple A guy. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, cool. Well,
1: well, considering Don Thompson Williams is a seventy-two.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just saying, man, I used to play MLB Two K Thirteen, and yeah. I used to absolutely destroy that game with Rob Brantley. Do you know who Rob Brantley yeah, is?
1: Yeah, yeah, Rob Brantley. I remember
0: Rob Brantley. Yeah, backup catcher. Yep. He's actually in yeah. Seattle for a little bit, or yep. like spring training, I think. Played with the Cubs. Yep, yep. and the Marlins. Yep. I used to absolutely rake with with Rob Brantley, of all guys. So you know that sometimes the games are like that, man. You have a guy. Uh, it's also where I found my love for Drew Smiley. Um ah, yeah. So there you go. yeah, that it still really pumps me out that he was never better than he was, uh, or that he never got to pitch for the Mariners. I should say. Because yeah. That was one of my guys, man. That was that was my original Keon Broxton. I should <laughs> I should stop picking guys because they come to the Mariners and don't perform. Yeah. So,
1: Keon Broxton yeah. though, cool dude. I saw yeah. him uh, in Toronto. He called down this little Blue Jay fan from the stands, gave him a ball and stuff. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. All right.
0: So, um, that's pretty much all the baseball news we have to talk about. So let's go. Ahead, let's slide over to the NFL. Um and Obviously, I'm assuming most of the people here care about the Seattle Seahawks. Um, You know, if you're a fan of a different team, you came to the wrong podcast, I guess. So, uh, But, yeah, Yeah. so let's...
1: If you're Shane Hall, you don't care.
0: (laughs) uh, Shane doesn't listen to our podcast. He's big time,
1: man. (laughs) He's
0: he's running Trident deck and whatnot, so, I mean, he's...
1: He's, like, the only guy that I know that's, like, a Mariner fan and not a Seahawks fan. Like, that just blows my mind that you will subject yourself to that pain and <laughs> not be a Seahawks fan.
0: Well, I mean, it's okay, though, because he's got that other team that's really good, good the uh, the Colorado Rockies.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah. you can root for them. Problem yeah. solved.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So. Anyways, <laughs> um, back to the Seahawks here. So, um, Seattle entered the offseason with... Uh, you know, 45 ish million dollars to play with. Uh, mm-hmm. We thought that, you know, they would spend uh, pretty significantly on a couple of guys. Um, and uh, they haven't, uh, I guess you could say they signed one guy to a significant contract. That was Jaron Reed. Um, a few other signings they made today. They signed Chance Wormack.
2: Which, whoop, whoop.
0: yep. Uh, Former first-round pick with a great net, with a great name for an uh, uh, offensive lineman. I
1: read. I read that the Seahawks have signed seven of the first thirteen picks in the twenty thirteen NFL draft.
0: That's right. The infamously terrible twenty thirteen <laughs> NFL draft. They've had seven of them in, on their team at some point. Um, so yeah, they've signed Chance Warmack. They've signed Cedric. Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's um, how it is. Yeah. they've also signed Brandon shell and BJ Finney to play uh, on the offensive line. They've signed four offensive linemen. They retained, oh, yeah. uh, sorry, they retained, um, Jaron Reed for a pretty substantial sum of money. Uh, they've signing Bruce Irvin to a term to a deal that is, uh, the terms are not yet known for. Um, and that's pretty much been it. They, they tendered a bunch of guys, a bunch of backups pretty much. Let's be honest here. Um, mm. And that's kind of it. They resigned Luke Wilson. Like there, there hasn't been a lot. That, I mean, just what do you think of all this stuff?
1: It's disappointing because the whole off season clearly hinges upon Jadavion Clowney. They've made that their entire focus of their off season and have let a lot of quality names come off the board. And you know, I I don't know if their plan is to. You know, eventually trade for someone closer to the draft. You know, once they get this clowny situation figured out. But right now, you know, looking at all of this, um, it's hard to be absolutely thrilled with what they're doing. And it's very, it, it makes me very anxious as a fan as well if clowny doesn't sign with them. And I think it's a hell of a risk and kind of a silly risk to take. You know, i I I don't think that they should have signed Jaron Reed to the deal that they did if they knew that Clowney wasn't going to make his decision until like a week later. And we're still we're still waiting on this Clowney deal. And I think if you come out of this free agency period with your biggest signing being Jaron Reed, that's a massive failure. Yep. So to me, they have to sign Clowney. And if Clowney signs elsewhere, you know, whether it be with the Titans or what have you. This is bad. This is really bad because then that's going to lead to them probably trading for either Matthew Judon or Unique uh, Ngakwe, which means a loss of draft capital. And, I mean, yeah, they can trade for one of those guys and get Everson Griffin, and they'll probably be better than they were last year on the, on the defensive line. But...
0: They down the credit card at that point.
1: But there's still plenty of holes that they could have taken a look at, you know, earlier on in free agency had they not focused so heavily on Clowney.
0: Right. Um, you know, it is worth noting that uh, they did also sign Craig Olson before spring, uh, or before yeah. the, you know, uh, before the league year actually started, so they, they, they did add him to the list here. Um, Yeah, you know, and what's funny about this is we're sitting here disappointed. Um, I still remain optimistic, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are disappointed here. And it's not hard to see why at all. Uh, But Seattle could still very easily sign Jadavion Clowney. In fact, most people seem to believe that that's going to happen uh, because the market has just become, you know, I mean, non-existent. Well,
1: there's. Well, there's that. There's the fact that they're the only team that's had a that has medical records on him,
0: right? Because... Which is where the coronavirus actually helps the Seahawks a little bit.
1: Yep. And I mean, it, it seems like an inevitability that Clowney will sign with the Seahawks, but there's also the off chance that maybe the Titans come in and offer him one year, eighteen million, and he yeah. takes that.
0: Or the Colts, maybe. Um, possibly well, I the mean, Giants. I mean, the Giants with, how much money
1: th- with how much money they gave Armstead, I don't know if the Colts would want to anymore. But who knows? But, you know.
0: No, but I, I still think he's going to sign. And by the way, if he signs for... Uh, you know, the latest rumor is that Clowney... Or the Seahawks have told Clowney that... Again, this is just a rumor. No confirmation from any actual source. Um... You know, Seahawks offers for 18 and a half million and they want a four year deal. Uh, Clowney would prefer at this stage a one year deal so he can hit the open market again next year when the cap is supposed to jump, what, 40 million bucks or so. Yeah. Um, and Seattle said, OK, if you want a one year deal, then we can only offer you 13 or 14 million dollars, not eighteen five. five. Which, to be honest, does make some sense if you're the Seahawks, because you can't backload that money. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if Clowney yeah. says, "Well, I want eighteen and a half for the one year," well, if we give it that to you, then we're done. That's all of our cap space. We then we have to cut guys just to sign our draft class. Um, whereas if we give you thirteen for one year, uh, you know, then we can still possibly go out and get Everson Griffin, and then make some cuts and sign our draft class. So um, I, I'm still pretty optimistic here, and that's why I think it's funny is that right now. I think most fans would give John Schneider an F, or a D, right? Mm-hmm. If over the next 48 hours he signs Jadavion Clowney and Everson Griffin, it's an A all of a sudden, or a B, right? I'd
1: say it's I'd say it's like a yeah, like a B minus, maybe a B. If he I has, just, if he
0: stu- Jadavion Clowney, if he huh. brings back Jadavion Clowney and Jaron Reed. Right. While also being able to bring in Bruce Irvin and Emerson and Everson Griffin. That's at least a B. Yeah. At Fine. least. By the way, he found he found a totally viable replacement for Jermaine Effetti. Yeah. At half the cost. Yeah. I just
1: I don't like the plan of I'm just going to wait on Clowney and hope and pray to God that he signs with us.
0: Right. I, no, just,
1: I, I, I I think that deserves a, a loss of a, of a grade. I mean, it's a hell of a risk, and I mean, like,
0: yeah, if it, it pays is, off, sure. If he signs like, a two-year deal worth thirty-five million or thirty million bucks, that's a that's a win. Yeah, and well, you yeah. Could say, that maybe it was a little bit lucky, but it, it certainly it paid off. The well, Seahawks.
1: That, that's that's a key component to it as well. Is mm-hmm. if he waited this long on Clowney just to sign him to a one-year deal, then that's that's not great. But if they are able to get Clowney on a multi-year deal that's not going to cost them 20 mil per year, then B plus, A minus.
0: I I think the thing with Clowney is is that you may still be able to get him to his 20, but you backload it in a way so that the AAV is 20, but the cap hit in year one is $14 million. You know what I mean? Um, and then the next year it's $22 million, but salary cap is going up by 20%. And then the year after that it's going up another 15%. And so that $22 million cap hit next year isn't going to see, seem all that significant. So um, guess right. like the one thing we have to give Seattle credit for. They're constantly among the best in pro football at this is they really understand the market for their players in terms of yeah. they say, you know, they're they're not afraid to say, okay, go test the market, see what you can get. And then those players come back a lot. They come back to Seattle because Seattle gave them the, the offer. They knew what the rest of the market was going to offer them, or they have an idea, and they say, okay, so then this is what we're going to offer. And they stick to it. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, they don't get into bidding wars. They allow their guys to go out in free agency and see what they can get. And if they find somebody, you know, a taker, then they say, okay. Well, our number is still our number, so do you want us or do you want them? Do you want them? Okay. No problem. They're really good at this, at knowing the value of their players around the league. Um, and, you know, right or wrong, they've sat, they set the number at 18 and a half for Clowney. Um, you know, they set it at four years, whatever, 18 and a half, and nobody's been able to beat it. As far as we know, nobody has made a better offer than $18.5 million per season for Jadavion Clowney.
1: Yeah.
0: We're a weekend, and nobody's made a better offer. It's because yeah. John Schneider's good at his job. He understands well, the market.
1: I think, uh, I think under regular circumstances, Clowney would have been able to get that 20, but I think with the core right. issue, you know, with the uh, core Coming injury...
0: yeah, Coming off of the... Uh, yeah. and, off of the uh, what was it? It was a hernia, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Coming off yeah uh, he, uh, he has a history of injuries in the past. Yeah, um, although those are a bit overblown. If you look at his games played log, um, and you know, I, at the end of the day, Jadavion Clowney still quote only had three sacks, and you and I know that he was much better than his than his sack. Oh hold. yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, and, he's one of the most disruptive pass rushers. Right,
0: and game. you know what? Every every player or every GM in the league knows that Clowney's better than that, but. Every GM in the league can go to JBR, uh can go to Clowney's uh, agent and say, yeah, he was good. He only had three sacks, you yeah. know, and they can use that as a reason to diminish his value. Um, but yeah, you look at Clowney. So, you know, the, the idea here that Clowney is injury prone, uh, his first year in Houston, he only plays four games, gets hurt. Nothing you can do. Next year, he comes back, plays 13 games. Then 2016, 14, 16, 15, 13. So he's going to play 14 games a a year. Um, I I think Clowney here, the issue is he's never had double digit sacks in his career. He's had some injuries. He's had a battle through. He's coming off of an injury and now he can't travel to ease these teams mind. So I think for Clowney, a one year deal makes a lot of sense. Does it make sense for the Seahawks? Especially if, especially if you don't think there's another suitor out there. Well,
1: I mean, they're going to have to take it. If that's all that he's going to do. They're going to have to take it. And if there's another offer on the table in the one-year deal.
0: I think they'll have an opportunity to match. And I think that's what the Seahawks are counting on. Well, is that if Clowney comes up and says, okay, look, I got this offer for one year, $16 million from Tennessee. Can you match it? Yeah. And I would hope that they would. Um, yeah. I want Clowney here. And, you know, well, I, I they kind
1: of they kind of have to do that now, because, again, they
0: the do they? I mean, let, let me ask you, if they if they sign Clowney for let's call it 16 million dollars one year.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What it, can they get? What do they get? What do they could get Everson Griffin and Clay Matthews for eight million each? Clay Matthews probably not going to get that. So would you rather have Clowney or would you rather have Griffin and Matthews? I would rather have Clowney and Griffin. <laughs> I know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You'd rather have but, Clowney and one of those two, but Yeah. And it's not on the table here. Which yeah, one would you rather uh,
1: have? I mean, obviously I want Clowney. I would rather have Clowney. I, I I I I mean it's also like I just I don't like Clay Matthews, so that's why I'm like opposed to that. I know,
0: I know. Yeah, but yeah. you under like you from still a understand f- he's from a player. Yeah, from a football
1: perspective, sure. You would probably rather take Griffin and, and Matthews.
0: So, yeah, I, I just, you know, Clowney will continue to watch. There there
1: are options, but there's also no guarantee that, A, Clay Matthews wants to come to Seattle because sure, he's sure, sure. a former I mean, Packer that. and probably doesn't like the Seahawks Does, <laughs> after all this. for
0: Pete Carroll for years.
1: That's true, too. You know, so.
0: And Everson yeah. Griffin and Pete Carroll have a very good relationship. From all you know, everything we've heard, I
1: I think that's an inevitability. I think Everson Griffin is going to be a Seahawk next
0: also year. Also, just kind of seems like Everson, like the market for him. There's just not a lot of teams out there. I mean, a lot of teams that needed pass rush, they went out and they signed them. Yeah, already. Other teams that need pass rush, they you know they don't have the money all of a sudden because is Cam else. Wake
1: still out there?
0: Cam Wake is still out there. That I was about to bring that up. Um Cam Cam Wake, the reports were yesterday that he was going to retire. And uh, his agent came out and said, Well guys, I'm just letting you know, I know Cameron Wake personally and he is absolutely playing in twenty twenty. So yeah. and Cam Wake's a good would be a good signing. Yeah.
1: Good one And I deal. think they I think they had some interest in him before he went to Tennessee.
0: I think they did as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a possibility here. He is you know, his sack numbers the last two years have been down, but he's still a good football player. He grades out very well despite being 38 years old. Um, but yeah, it, it comes down, like you said, if Clowney signs, then I think they got marginally better uh, in free agency. Um, not, as, not as much better as I would like. Um, and again, it depends on the number. They can get Clowney at a rate where they can go get Everson Griffin or um, who's the nickel corner they used to play for the Rams. And oh, Nickel Nikel- Calrochi. Yeah. Can they maybe get him or could they go get Logan Ryan and, and you know, put him out there against Trey Flowers? Uh,
1: Randall.
0: Yeah. You know, there's, got, there's still good players out there. And yeah. we kind of entered phase three without even going into phase two of free agency. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I'm i still optimistic. We'll see. Um, I, I don't want to. Like I said, I personally, I would have gone out there and I would have, you know, I would have tried to get you Davion. I don't think the Seahawks have done anything wrong on the clowning market yet. Um, they've given him his number. He said no. He went out there, tried to find it. Couldn't find it. And the Seahawks have said, okay, well, keep looking. Our number still stands. Our offer's still on the table for you. And he comes back to them and says, what about a one-year deal? And they say, well, you know, that hurts us cap-wise, so we would have to lower your your salary to compensate for that. I don't think they've done anything wrong yet. No, no. So, I mean, it, it, I, think, I, should say I think they've the done
1: anything wrong. Again, the only me. thing, yeah, the only thing that they've done wrong is focusing their entire offseason plan on this.
0: Um, on retaining guys, I think. Yeah. yeah. Even beyond Well, yeah. Uh, they, they gave two, they're giving $2 million now to Joey Hunt. Is Joey Hunt worth $2 million?
1: We're, we're, Maybe. We're we're doing explicit tag on this, right? So fuck no. <laughs>
0: like, uh, oh you could have given a little bit more of a warning. Um is Brand <laughs> is Brandon Jackson worth two million dollars? No, he's not no. worth two million dollars. You know what I mean? And it's like, did you really did you need to sign Luke Wilson? I love Luke Wilson. Do you need a fifth tight end? No, you don't you don't need a fifth tight end. Uh, I'll tell uh, you what on Jacob Hollister for three million dollars to be your number three tight end. Three huh. million dollars, really? Uh, I mean, like I'm fine with that. But then you not I,
1: I, I, I think that's a good value for him for what he did last I year. I think it's fair. I mean, when when you think that Blake Jarwin got like nine million dollars right, a year,
0: Nick Vanette yeah. got three million dollars a year, um, believe it or not. But that's fine. Then you don't. Then you don't tender uh, Brandon Jackson. For two million dollars, because these little things they add up, and the Seahawks still haven't cut anybody yet. We're still waiting for the Justin Britt shoe to drop. KJ sounds like his—you know—he got a million-dollar guarantee, bo- roster bonus guaranteed today. Um, doesn't sound like they have any interest in releasing KJ, which fine. Um, I'll tell you what—the deal that I—I I like the least is Jaron Reed for twenty-three million dollars over two years. Um, anybody who knows me personally knows that I'm not a I'm not a fan of that contract. I just because to me, Jaron Reed had one good pass rushing season. Got ten sacks, which is good. But his other three years, nowhere close to that. Really a run stopper, never been much of a pass rusher except for one season. And you go out and you give him eleven and a half million dollars. Meanwhile Gerald McCoy went out there a day later and signed for six million dollars. $5 $5 million could come in handy right now. So I just, like I said, if it's a run stopping tight or run run stuffing, defensive tackle, I already have Puna Ford and I can go get Al Woods for 2 million bucks. So basically what the Seahawks are saying is to me is that we think Jaron Reed is a great interior pass rusher for that price. I don't believe he is for a second. Sorry. Hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I don't think I am, but we'll see. Um, Couple other things I wanted to get to here. Um, how do you feel about Bruce Irvin?
1: Oh, that's awesome. You know, he, he's still been. you just make
0: me a... smile when you read that?
1: Yeah. And, he, you know, and it's not just about the reunion. He's still been one of the more yeah. effective rotational pass rushers in the game. Um, he had, what, six and a half sacks last year? Seven? I think Something was like eight that? Eight and a half. Yeah. Eight
0: and a half? Jeez. I'm yeah.
1: And I mean, like, we don't have the numbers yet, but I assume, you know, considering the fact that.
0: Or five million bucks.
1: Yeah. And I assume that since, you know, Griffin and uh, Clowney are still possibilities, it's not that much. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I would, so.
0: By the way, um, yeah. Twenty nine years old or sorry. Thirty two years old in twenty nineteen in just thirteen games. he had eight and a half sacks. Geez, yeah. Year before, he had six and a half splitting time between two teams. Year before that he had eight. Year before that he had seven. So he's gonna get you six state sacks. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I mean, did anyone have that
0: on the team? No, last he would have led your team in sacks and pressures. I think Rashim Green led your team in sacks and he had four. <laughs> yeah, so Yeah, I mean I just I love Bruce, man. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. I and, think he's uh, funny.
1: Yeah, and you'll have him in there. Maybe he'll play a little little linebacker. I don't know. If yeah. they'll use him again. like Possibly, you, Like how they used to. If you need it. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, I, He said in his interview that Pete Carroll's told him he's there to rush the passer. So I'm yeah. guessing the, the linebacker thing is just if you need it. Yeah. If you get into a situation. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good rotational pass rusher. I mean, probably only one of playing, what, 50% of the snaps at most. That's fine. That's all he needs.
1: No, I think you you, you got to feel pretty good about the defensive line if you're able to get Clowney and Griffin because yeah. you know you you saw Rasheem Green make a make yep. a jump, you saw Shakeem Griffin make a jump towards the end of the year, um, and you know
0: you, you lost know, you, Jefferson, so that hurts.
1: You lost you lost Quentin Jefferson, but if you're able to replace Quentin Jefferson with Everson Griffin, yeah, that's I think you're okay.
0: <laughs> you know, by but, the way, I'm looking uh, at. Uh, um just real fast here. I'm looking at Rasheem green uh, yeah. numbers from last year. played sixteen games, you know four sacks, which isn't bad. Um, it's a solid you know rotational piece. Yeah. here's here's the fun number here. three force fumbles. yeah, he, and, uh, uh, also uh, two pass defensed. so he yeah. he really came on at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was disruptive.
1: yeah
0: by the way, how old do you think Rasheem Green is?
1: He's like 21, right?
0: Yeah, he just he's gonna turn 23 in May. He's one of the youngest uh, okay. players in the NFL. Yeah. He's not a rookie. He was drafted as a 20-year-old. Yeah. I mean, still a really young guy. And hey, let's not forget the great L.J. Collier, huh? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, and that—that that was the guy that I was going to mention. Is right. you know, maybe maybe that's the next guy to make a Rasheem Green esque jump. You know, obviously he had the ankle injury. We thought that he was done for the year when that when the news of that first came out. Um, you know, he he barely played. I I assume the ankle had something to do with that. Sure. Um, yeah, so basically last year was just a redshirt year for him. He did get some snaps and didn't really do a whole lot with it. But, I mean, he was a high-round talent. I'm not going to say he was a first-round talent, even though he was selected in the first round last year. But he was a, a high-round talent. And he had some buzz generating uh, closer to the draft last year. So there, there is some thought that he can be effective. You know, this isn't just a Seahawks thing. Um, But, yeah. so hopefully, you know, you can see something like what Rasheem Green was able to do towards the end of the year last year. I don't think that LJ Collier is going to come in and um, have some, you know, four sack, you know, three force fumble type of line, but maybe he can be effective um, in a rotational situation. Uh, especially if you're able to get Clowney and Griffin on both ends uh, or, you know, some sort of combination of, of free agents or, or trades. Um, and you pair that with Bruce Servin and uh, Shaquem Griffin um, and Rasheem Green. Uh, you got to feel pretty pretty decent about that. You'll have Jaron Reed up the middle. Um, Puna, you know, Puna's another guy that you know, he he kind of um, he didn't have the year that we hoped for after you know his rookie year, but he's still a solid player that can be disruptive at times and drives a lot from his legs and uh, can really you know dominate some NFL centers. Um, you know, I, I think you have a pretty pretty solid unit there uh, as long as. Uh, you know, the rest of this free agency period goes, you know, a lot better than it has.
0: Right. And there's still time. Yeah. That's the key to remember here is it seems like free agency has been going on forever, but it's been less than a week. Um, you know, and there's still some good football players out there. We talked about a few of them. Um, a couple of things I want to touch on before we pivot to our final discussion here. Um, some uh, do any of the offensive linemen that the Seahawks signed? Do they interest you at all in terms of just you know?
1: Yeah, I think Brandon Schell is a guy that is definitely going to be a lot better than Jermaine Fettie, in my opinion. Um,
0: at least that past, it seems.
1: Yeah, well, and the penalties, of course. Like I just he typically right. hasn't been a guy that's committed a whole lot of penalties, which compared to Jermaine Fettie, who I believe led the league in penalties last year. Uh, Overall, just from something similar to that, yeah, Uh, yeah, he, yeah, that's such a significant upgrade. I don't know why people are upset about that. Um, You know, they're seeing a lot of talk about like, oh, they should have gotten Brian Balaga, et cetera. Ten million. I mean, apparently his cap hit this year is only four.
0: That's a great deal, but. I think shells is only three and a half. Um, yeah. By and, the way, a, fet- a fetty had uh 13 accepted penalties, which was tied for fifth according to pro right. football focus. Right. So, yeah. Um,
1: any, you know, really any, any move there probably would have been an upgrade. And you see that the NFL feels the same way because Jermaine, Fetti fetty still doesn't have so a deal. And we agent. were, and we were thinking, no, Jermaine, Fetti's going to make like 15 million a year. <laughs> Yep. Like, and we're probably in line for a fourth round comp pick for him. Um,
0: well, you're not getting any comp picks now. You, yeah. He signed half of the half of right. the mediocre offensive linemen in this class. But no, it's I, yeah. I also I like him. I also like a uh, Finney. I think yeah. that's a which makes me wonder why you trapped or why you uh, gave Joey Hunt that tender. Um. But also makes me assume that Justin Britt's going to get cut here in the next couple days. Maybe as soon as they have a you know a deal in place with Clowney or Griffin, don't uh, they have to make Gri- the
1: cuts today. What what's the deadline today? Uh,
0: today is when the the uh, bonuses kick in. Um, so like KJ Wright is due a one million dollar bonus um, unless he's cut today. Uh, which I mean you could still cut him and save like five and a half million dollars, but if they don't cut him by the end of today, I'm guessing probably by five o'clock. I think you're you're looking at, um, you know, only you know, two million dollars or something like that going against the cap minimum. And I don't know if Britt has a similar clause for that. Um, but I I don't know what they're waiting for on those guys. Those are so obvious. Um, at least it's obvious to me to cut Britt if you like Vinny. Um, right. Vinny can play some guard, but I really think right guard or left guard is going to go to Jamarco Jones. Yep. Um, and you still have Ethan Posick on your, you know, on the team. I just, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think Britt or Hunt, I should say, I don't think Britt and Hunt should be on the roster together. Um, so pick one. Um, right. Real fast, a couple other things, quick little notes here. Uh, I know you weren't big in the XFL, but uh, right. PJ Walker, who is, was going to be the MVP of that league, uh, yeah. quarterback for Houston, uh, he is free to sign with player or with teams as of tomorrow. The Seahawks are said to be very interested in him to be Russell Wilson's backup. So that's something to watch. Um, Did you watch him ever at once? Oh, yeah, he's
1: he's awesome. And I remember when he he played for the Colts, too.
0: Yeah, fun player. Makes a lot of sense as a backup. Um, Josh Gordon wants to play. Uh, He'll have to get reinstated, obviously. The new uh, CBA, their drug policy, it's much friendlier to a guy like Josh Gordon. But so I'll ask you this, Ty: If Josh Gordon is reinstated, would you give him a minimum deal to come back to Seattle for a year?
1: Absolutely. You know, it seemed like the uh, the guys in Seattle really liked him, and they, uh, you know, uh, especially like Quandry Diggs. I know has been very outspoken about uh, about Josh, and um, you know, Josh is is a guy that I think has been dealt uh, a shitty hand. You know. Um, and yeah, you know, he's, he's made, made some, some he's made some poor decisions as well. But you know, I I think ultimately, um, you know, the time is uh, you know if he if he's okay with it and there are, you know and he's worked through his his things, you know, because we don't know if it's just the weed, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on in his life um, that maybe you know make has led him to make certain decisions and, and whatnot, but. You know, and we don't know if his love for football is still there after he's been, you know, uh, you know just deep down so many times by the NFL. Um, but it seems like he wants to play, and if he's reinstated, uh, cool. Yeah, I'm totally for it. He seems um, – or it seems like a, like a no-brainer to me. I mean, you get a guy that has – Made a lot uh, that made a lot of good things happen in his limited limited time with the Seahawks. Um, he's a legit uh number three, number four receiver now. Uh, you know he's not the number one guy that he used to be when he was in Cleveland, but he's still got a lot of talent to make big plays when you need him. Yep, and I think he can be uh, he can he can <laughs> be for you what like Brandon LaFell was for the Patriots.
0: A well I mean, back. You know, just maybe the Patriots recently aren't the best example, but yeah, he's, you know, we we saw how big he was in the slant passing game. Um, we saw yeah. the great catch he made against Carolina. Uh, so you, you've seen, you know, big body. He can, he can really win those 50, 50 balls. He also has strong hands, probably not as fast as he used to be, but he's still plenty fast. Um, I, you put DK Metcalf on one side, you put him on the other Tyler Lockett in the slot with the two tight ends that they're going to run out there. The running backs, be a really dangerous offense, um, and I I think th- I so I agree with everything you say. And I think the point that you made that is most important to me is that teammates, no matter where Josh Gordon go, they really like the guy. Yeah, you know, and they they're so supportive of him, and that tells me he's a good teammate, despite you know being suspended six times in his career. Team, you know, the locker room still really likes him and respects him. So to me, that that goes a long way towards his character. Um, so I'm definitely interested in that. Um, and then the final little bit of, of Seahawks things I want to I cover here, just for a laugh. Um, the Seattle Seahawks are have have given permission to Tedrick Thompson to seek a <laughs> trade. If, hell, hell I mean, yeah. if the Seahawks can get anything for Tedrick Thompson, how long should they wait to make the bust for John Schneider to be in the Hall of Fame? Because they could just start it, that right away.
1: It'd be pretty remarkable, uh, I gotta say. I gotta say, um, yeah, but maybe there will be some interest in them. You know, apparently he, there uh, was
0: at the deadline last year. Yeah, um, which I don't get. I <laughs> mean, if there,
1: I I would assume any deal is going to be like a conditional seventh. But you know, Bill I'm O'Brien, about, Bill yeah. O'Brien might fuck around and give him a second. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's
0: just to me, man, it's. Uh, Whatever, give him his opportunity to seek a trade, and then just cut him. Just get rid of him. I, I am not a fan of Tetreau Thompson. Um, <laughs> that that's pretty well known. Um, I just I don't think the dude can play at all. Yeah. So if you can't. If you can get anything for him, great. If not, save yourself two million bucks and cut him. Yeah. All right. So that's going to uh, wrap up kind of the sports uh, business into things, but. Uh, not exactly uh, our conversation today. We're going to wrap up this episode with um, with a little discussion about our uh, our favorite sports movies. Um, okay. We uh, we put it out there for you guys to decide our our final topic of the day between sports books and sports movies. And I'm not surprised that movies won in a landslide. No. Um, you guys need to read more. But uh, anyways, Ty, let's start here. What sport do you think ha- has the best movies? Baseball. You think it's baseball?
1: Yeah. I, I feel like... I think it's gone downhill my, a little bit. Yeah, but I feel like most of my favorite sports movies are baseball movies. Yeah, I think about... Well, I guess we're going to get into the movies that we like, but... Uh, you know, the Sandlot, Major League, Moneyball, uh, Bull Durham, et cetera. You know, those those are... Most of my favorite sports movies.
0: I mean, you have some classics like The Natural and uh, Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you have a bunch of they said. There's actually some pretty good comedies. Um,
1: a League of Their Own. Yeah. Well, yeah well, a League, League of, of Their own.
0: Own's not a comedy, but no, it's no, it's, no, no, but yeah,
1: no, it's it's a legit. Comedy.
0: It's a good movie. Um, yeah. You know, comedies. You mentioned Major League. There's uh, The Sandlot. There's uh, yeah. Bad News Bears. Um I actually like both versions of that. Um I think it's funny uh both times. Um but yeah, you know it's there's a lot of, baseball is really good. I think football is kind of having the better movies right now. Um I think overall baseball still has it and then obviously there's plenty of good basketball movies, a couple good uh hockey movies. I I've never seen a soccer movie. I mean
1: Kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell and Mike
0: Ditka. <laughs> never, never seen it, so
1: that's the only one that I can think of.
0: There's Bennett, like Beckham. Um, oh yeah, never saw. It.
1: I don't, I never saw that movie though. Uh,
0: yeah. There's one that used. To, I think it starred Amanda Bynes. I think it's called She's the Man.
1: Oh yeah, never seen that one either.
0: So yeah. <laughs> yeah, she so pretends anyways.
1: to be a guy to play yeah. soccer or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. but anyway, so. Let's go, let's talk what what is your uh, what's your favorite sports movie? What's the movie you're gonna put on, you know, tonight and watch because you're missing sports?
1: Uh Moneyball.
0: Moneyball's your Moneyball. favorite, huh?
1: Moneyball's my favorite because it dives into like analytics and I just I, I really love Billy <laughs> Bean. I, lo- I, I mean,
0: love Yeah, I, I think Brad Pitt was excellent in that movie. Yeah. Um, um I book, I don't know. The I book well, is better, to be fair. Yeah, but also uh, I, the book, you know, can can go into that stuff that we like a lot deeper than a movie can. Right. But anyways, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think for what it touched upon, though, to you know, to show how this team presented a, a new way of winning in, in baseball, and despite you know the Yankees and the Red Sox, et cetera, and all these teams spending all this money, and they have such a little budget, and that, and how they found ways, you know, I love. I love that scene where, yeah, uh, you know, they're talking about we got to replace Giambi, we got to replace Giambi. You're not gonna replace Giambi, mm-hmm. but we can get these three guys that can produce similar numbers in
0: tandem. To the three, guys, yeah. yeah, To the three guys. Who lost.
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I, I just, I really like that movie. I love Chris Pratt, Scott Hatterberg. <laughs> like, yeah, you
0: know what's funny about that? I did not realize. But that, that was Chris Pratt until like four yeah. years after the movie came out. I was just sitting there and I was talking to my buddy about, you know, Chris Pratt. And I think we were probably talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I was like, I really like Chris Pratt. And I was like, I liked him in Guardians. I, obviously, I liked him in Parks and Rec. He yeah. goes, did you like him as Hatterberg? And I was like, wait a minute. He was Hatterberg. I didn't even yeah. realize that. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. really good. Um, like Brad Pitt steals the show for me. Um, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman is Art Howe. He was good. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, that, that, like, I think that's a good movie. I think, I like, think that if, movie, I,
1: if I wanted a movie to make me happy, like a sports movie just to make me happy, probably The Sandlot, something like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: I, I, I would say this. I think just to kind of wrap up Moneyball here, I think Moneyball is unfairly criticized um, as not being all that true to the to the book mm. because the book is fantastic. And if you're a real baseball, like a big baseball nerd, I, you, I read the book probably once a year. I love that book. Right. But I think it's unfair to say, well, look at all this stuff they skipped and look at all the stuff they dumbed down. Well, not everybody's a big baseball fan like you. They have yeah. to, you can't, you can't, could you imagine if they tried to make that book word for word into a movie? It'd be impossible. Yeah. Nobody would go see it. It'd be terrible. So I give it a lot of I think it's good and I think it presents, you know, a, a story more than an idea where Moneyball is probably the opposite. It's about an idea more than more so than a story. I mm-hmm. like um, I like it. I, like it. I, I do like Moneyball and uh, yeah. Sandlot is, is great. I, I think the Sandlot, honestly, I think the reason people like it so much is because it's what they wish their childhood was.
1: Yeah, it's just it's got that. Summertime, yep. you know, just that classic summertime feel. Like I love, like when the fireworks are going off.
0: And, yep. Oh, that's a great scene.
1: Yeah. Uh, just like the like the cookout when they're running to the field and all that. Like, dude, yeah. it's Just the the. Is that
0: Ray Charles thing in America the Beautiful or whatever over the background yeah, while they're playing I ball. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my! That that is one of my favorite scenes in sports. But I love that scene. Yeah.
1: It's I, uh, I like when they go. On yeah, the, it's just uh, a classic.
0: The, the tilt-a-whirl or whatever after they had the the, the mm. chewing tobacco. and They all throw yeah. up. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, you know, Hamilton, the Babe Porter, psyching out the other team that they're playing. <laughs> yeah. Is that your sister in left field? Naked? <laughs> She's naked. <laughs> I just, I, I really like that movie. That, that is a very good movie. Um, yeah. You know, baseball action-wise, it's not great, but that's fine. I yeah. One of the things that drives me nuts is when sports fans aren't able to separate like real sports, you know what I mean? From like a movie. Right. Where it's like, you guys have to understand, you know, they're not trying to recreate the sport. They're trying to recreate the story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that, that's one of those movies where the baseball action itself, not great, but who cares? It's a fun story. It's about baseball. But yeah. I mean, Sandlot is is solid. Don't watch any of the sequels or the remakes. Oh, just, just the Sandlot is fine. That's all we need. Yeah. Um, you know, it's for me it, the the king of sports movies is still Bull Durham. Uh, mm. It's you know I I know if Dan Clark is listening to this, screw you, Dan. It's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins. That's a great movie. There's so many quotable lines. There's so many great scenes. The mound visit scene where they're talking about what to get, uh, what to get as a wedding gift. The pitching coach runs out there well, candlesticks make a nice gift. I I just... <laughs> that movie is so awesome. It has everything, and it really does pretty well encapsulate minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does the best job of telling a story while also presenting, you know, realistic baseball scenarios um, in stories from the clubhouse and that type of thing. So that's I Love Bull Durham. Um You know, like I said, Moneyball and the Sandlot are good. Um, I like... Uh, you know, in terms of non-baseball movies, uh, I like uh, Hoosiers. is still a really good movie. Mm-hmm, um, yep. Gene Hackman's awesome in it. Um, really holds up. And that's kind of the classic. I like Coach Carter. Um, yeah. Good I think nice. that's a solid book. Uh, yeah. You know, any other basketball movies, Ty, that stand out to you? Just Glory Road. Look. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, that's uh, Josh Lucas, right?
1: Uh, I yeah, believe so, I I yeah.
0: Yeah, the uh, what, what year 1962, whatever. Yeah, Texas West 8, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: they became UTEP, right? Yeah,
0: YouTube. yeah, yep, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one.
1: uh, uh, uh Space Sham, of course, yeah,
0: of course, of <laughs> course, sure, sure. Uh, Josh um, Lucas is, yeah, yeah,
1: yep. um, I want to see the Way Back, which just came out uh, with Ben Affleck. I heard that's really good.
0: I've Uh, heard that that's like white person, Coach Carter.
1: White person, Coach Carter. Which is fine.
0: Which is fine by me. I I like Coach Carter, so. um, I'm sure we're forgetting some, but uh, bear with us. (sighs) Uh, When I was Uh, a
1: kid, I loved Like Mike. Uh,
0: Like Mike. That one's pretty good. That one's pretty good it's corny if you go back and watch it now, but it's pretty darn good. Oh it, yeah. I solid. tried
1: watching it actually not too long ago and it was, uh, woof. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's, it has its moments, but,
1: but I like, oh, like, I like, I like when, uh, NBA players or like, you know, actual like professional yeah. athletes get involved and, you know, they take yeah. the piss out of one another. Like, like when, uh, in that movie, when, uh, Dirk Nowitzki comes up to him and he's like, "Hey man, can you sign uh can you sign this for my sister?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, what's your sister's name?" Uh, Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I like stuff like that. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um.
0: Yeah, yeah you know, uh, football-wise, uh, this is an interesting one because I think there's a lot of good answers. Like for mm. for baseball, I will only accept. Oh, by the way, you know what? A movie we did not mention enough in baseball. Real fast, just to go back to it. Sure. You did mention it. A League of Their Own. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah fantastic. fantastic. That might be my second favorite baseball movie. Yeah. Fantastic. And also, if I'm watching a baseball comedy, it starts and it ends with Major League. Yeah. That is fantastic. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, back to football real fast here. Um, favorite football hey. movie. And which one is it? Whew. I, hmm. I can imagine there's two that you're trying to decide between right now. And I think you're trying to decide between remember the Titans and Friday night lights.
1: Yeah. I was, I was going to pick remember the Titans.
0: And I think that's fair. I would probably go Friday night lights.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think they're like one and two. And that's,
0: those are two great movies. Uh, I like remember the Titans. It gets a huge bump because it has Denzel in it. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and that, that's a great story too. Um, again, a lot of really good quotes you can pull from that movie. As well. Um, I like the longest yard. Mm. Um, I I prefer the. I prefer the Adam or the. Uh, yeah, the Adam Sandler version. Personally. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one's fine. Uh, I have not seen Concussion yet. Have you? No, never Bill saw
1: Concussion. Yeah. But and is that you, technically a football movie? I mean, like, I know it deals with like. It's the NFL like football and adjacent.
0: That. Yeah. Um, Rudy. I mean, Rudy's fine. I think Rudy's a little bit overrated, to be honest with you. I do, too. Um, I I think it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But it's a little bit overrated. Any Given Sunday, I think, is okay. Mm. Uh, It's a little little long-winded. Did you ever Uh, see uh,
1: Draft Day?
0: I did, yeah, a couple times.
1: Is is that movie good?
0: It's okay. Um, If you're going for realism, it's not for you. Um, it's, yeah, it's okay. he's
1: like the, he's like the Browns GM, right?
0: Right. And the Seahawks make a really stupid trade with him. And <laughs> like, it's just, it's not yeah. realistic. The Seahawks at yeah. the number one overall pick somehow. Uh, okay. it's just not realistic at all. Yeah. So, but it, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I don't want to say it's yeah. bad. Uh, yeah. it's not realistic at all, but it, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian song I've seen it once or twice. That's Again, that's one of those movies that's not really about football. Right. Uh, it's more about a friendship, but it, it's it's okay. Varsity Ooh. Blues, kind of the original Friday Night Lights. Yep. Um, we Are Marshall. Do you ever see that one?
1: Oh yeah, that's that's the one that I was trying to think of.
0: It's I iconic. like that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's it's where I, that's where I'm at with a lot of football movies. Invincible. Yeah. Like,
1: it's, I really, yeah. I actually, I actually really like Invincible.
0: Do you? Yeah, well, I,
1: I remember really liking it, is what I should say. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's
0: on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, I like Mark Wahlberg, so I, I think that's a pretty good one. Um, you know, uh, the blind side, that's <laughs> yeah. solid. It's solid. It's okay. I mean, it's, yeah. I, it's certainly no, you know, it's uh, certainly no Friday Night Lights or Remember the Titans, but it's pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah. A couple couple more I want to throw out there as comedies. Uh Waterboy. Yep, yep, yep. I mean it it's stupid like a lot of Adam Sandler movies, but movies, but it's funny. It's um,
1: before Adam Sandler got into that whole like Jack and Jill that's my boy type yeah, of thing. It's like more right. like classic. Yeah, those are Yeah. Horrific. That's the
0: Happy Gilmore era right there. Yeah,
1: that's Happy Gilmore era. And Happy Gilmore is another
0: great sports movie. Yeah, um, it's golf we didn't even talk about golf. Yeah. Uh, um one other one I wanted to mention here, uh, you know, I've never seen necessary roughness or North Dallas 40. Uh, so I don't really want to you know, comment on those. The replacements with never Keanu seen, Reeves and Gene. Never,
1: actually, never seen it.
0: You should watch it. It is hilarious. Okay. It is about a group of football players or former football players. Really? They're scabs they The NFL goes on strike and these are their replacements. Okay. And it, it's hysterical. I, I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, it's it's really good. Let's uh, other, uh,
1: let's go to oh here uh,
0: after what, after you. one more one more uh that i like little giants. Oh
1: yeah, i was going to mention little giants. Yeah.
0: I, I I like little giants. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, so where do you want to move on to now?
1: I I was going to say uh bowling movies. Have you ever seen Kingpin?
0: I have not. Kingpin's pretty good.
1: Kingpin yeah, Woody Harrelson. Uh yeah, it's funny. Oh, funny movie.
0: Okay. Um, um, pretty much the only bowling is, movie
1: B- right? is is Big Lebowski technically a uh, bowling uh, movie? <laughs> I wouldn't classify it as a bowling movie, but if yeah. you
0: want to, then yeah, that's very good as well. Uh, I mean, that's um, one of
1: my favorite movies of all time. So I'm just gonna throw it in there anyway. Yeah, sure, sure. You
0: just, <laughs> you just sprinkle it in. Why not? Yeah. Um. As for uh, you know, other sports, let's call it. I guess we'll just call them the other sports. <laughs> um, so hockey. Miracle. Yeah, Yeah, hockey is Miracle. Uh, I really like Miracle. Yeah. I know people talk about how corny it is, but I really like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mighty Ducks.
0: Yep. The first two, I
1: think. Yeah. the
0: third one. Uh, Miracle is my favorite. I've never seen Slapshot.
1: Never seen it either. Which
0: which apparently is like a classic.
1: Okay.
0: I, I probably should watch it. Here, here's what's sad is. I've never seen Slapshot, but I've seen MVP, which is most valuable primate, when I was a little kid.
1: Oh Christ. So, so I, I think I've seen it too.
0: Yeah, so I mean that's yeah. that's where we're at with things. But uh that's it. There's a there's a good uh like a documentary on Netflix, I think it is. Uh, it's called The Enforcer, I believe. Right. It's about, you know, the enforcers in hockey. Um mm. that's pretty solid there. Um, in terms of golf, you mentioned Happy Gilmore. Yep. Uh, that is uh, one of the best sports comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, the the documentary you're looking for, or I'm looking for, for the Enforcers, it's called Ice Guardians. It's good. Okay. Um. So yeah, as a, in terms of golf here, I like obviously um, <sighs> Happy Gilmore. Just, I think it's Sandler's best movie. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I've seen the greatest game ever played with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Caddyshack. How
1: about, fun. How about horse racing? Sea biscuit. Sea biscuit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of too.
0: Only one. Um. Racing
1: stripes up. with Frankie Minas as a zebra. That.
0: <laughs> oh, I've not seen that. Doesn't sound that's, like I want to
1: either. It's pretty terrible.
0: <laughs> I bet. Uh, Ten Cup, by the way, if you're into a, a, a golf movie, that's pretty good. It's Kevin Costner and Rene Russo. And Costner's like a he's a golf pro, um, but and he's like really good at golf, but he's kind of a, a dick, pretty much. And uh, mm. he loses a shot, and then Rene Russo, you know, convinces him. Blah blah blah. You get the idea, right? So, it's it's pretty good though. One thing I'm noticing in a lot of these movies is the uh, Kevin Costner is in quite a few of them.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Baseball movie we did not mention at all that I want to throw out there. Uh, for the Love of the Game. Yeah, there you go. That, I could argue that that is not about baseball. But the whole yeah. story is being told in the framework of baseball. A baseball game. Um, true. By the yeah. way, did we mention Field of Dreams? <laughs> I feel like we oh skipped my right God. over Field of Dreams. Like, yeah, I'm didn't... just now thinking about that. Oh, we're if we didn't mention that. Field of Dreams, apologies.
1: Um, yeah. People are probably throwing their computers right now. <laughs> the three of you that are still listening. Right. Uh,
0: I, to be honest, though, I think Field of Dreams is a little bit overrated. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: my God. I didn't mention Angels in the Outfield.
0: I mean, there's a reason for that. Um, interestingly enough, you know Matthew McConaughey's in Angels in the Outfield? Wait, he is?
1: I'm trying is he to think. He's the so. center fielder? Is he? Oh, I'm God. Up right now. Why can't I remember this? I haven't seen Angels in the Outfield. I get the IMDB right
0: now. First of all, it's pretty good. It's got Danny Glover and Chris Chris Lloyd in it, Christopher Lloyd yep. in it. Yep. Um, Tony Danza is the pitcher. I'm pretty sure McConaughey's. Holds closer
1: to the, t- Tony Danza.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Adrian Brody. So, uh, yep, Matthew McConaughey, Ben Williams, the center fielder. Wow. So, yeah. Who, uh,
1: who plays the kid? Because I always thought it was like Christian Bale. Is that Bale. not Joseph Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> it is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Because I remember watching him like a long time ago, and I thought like he kind of looked like a young Christian Bale, but I was like, well, Christian Bale's British. But, yeah, I guess it is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right?
0: Is it? Hold on, I lost the page here that has... Here we go. Um, scrolling down. Christopher Lloyd is the boss angel. Yeah, are not sure. Some, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: Yep. J.G. Roger
0: Bowman. Um, by the way, uh, another movie that uh, we kind of... I think we've overlooked. I'm not sure if we talked about it or not. Um, what about Rookie of the Year?
1: Not the oh, Rookie, yeah. but Rookie yeah. of the Year. Yeah, rookie that, of the year.
0: That, that's pretty solid. Um, Little big league. That's okay. It's about a young boy whose uh, grandfather owns the Minnesota Twins, and the grandfather dies, and he starts to run the the team. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's it's 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 pretty good. Like, um, cool runnings with John Correct. Candy, the Jamaican Correct. bobsled team. Yeah. Yep um and also i don't think this is about sports but they do it is about competition so i'm going to throw it in there anyways heavyweights okay yeah i like uh,
1: how about uh i'll leave with uh will smith Smith, yeah boxing
0: movies we didn't get to of course rocky
1: yep
0: rocky one two four three and five are pretty much garbage you Um,
1: think creed
0: creed i thought the first one was good yeah uh, I haven't one, seen the second one. It was okay. I I wouldn't say it's great.
1: It was directed by a different guy too. I it think so, yeah. yeah. it wasn't Ryan Coogler. But, uh, I mean, it's
0: Michael B. Jordan, so it's, you know, yeah. it's like he's good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's tough to uh it's tough to be bad. Like it's tough for Creed 2 to be bad because it has Michael B. Jordan in it. So right. I can't believe we didn't even get to boxing until now. Raging Bull is a good one with Robert mm-hmm. De Niro. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, if, if it's boxing, I'm going with the Rocky movies all day, every day. Uh, and when I say the Rocky movies, I mean one, two, and four. Maybe yeah. three, if I'm really bored. Uh, never five. Nope. Just pretend it doesn't <laughs> exist. And then you can jump right over to Creed. Rocky Balboa, the one oh, where he's yes. like 80 years old. <laughs> He decides to box. The one, where he, some...
1: the, one, the one where he looks older than he does in Creed.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I Now, I'll say that that is not a great movie, but there are some absolutely great moments from that movie. Mm, yeah. Um, there's a speech he gives to his son that is awesome. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's also a speech he gives to the to the board when they tell him he, they're not going to issue him a license so that he can box. He gives a great speech about the pursuit of happiness um, in only a way that Rocky can. Um, but yeah, so I, I think for me, just to kind of wrap this up here, like top five sports movies and it, it doesn't have to be an order. Just give me your right. five
1: favorites. All right. I'm probably going to forget some that I already mentioned, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll go first if you want to collect your thoughts a little bit. All right. All right. Uh, so from Bull Durham, yeah, probably my number one of ones, but definitely in the top five
1: mm-hmm.
0: Friday night lights. Remember the Titans. Rocky. Okay. And. Jeez. Um, I'm going to go with a, a tie here. I'm going to go with a league of their own. And I'm going to go with uh, Hoosiers as a okay. tie for my. All right.
1: I'm going to go. Uh, Moneyball. Yep. Okay. Um. A League of Their Own. Yep. Um, major League. There
0: you go. Uh, All baseball movies so far.
1: Yeah. Um, you going to
0: wrap it up with a baseball movie?
1: Remember the Titans.
0: Okay. Okay. Do you have one more spot?
1: Yeah, I have one more spot. I'm going to throw Space Jam in there. Okay. Screw it. Yeah.
0: Sure, why not, man? It's your list.
1: Yeah. That, that, was, that, was, that was my childhood right there. I... I...
0: Guessing a lot of people are shocked that neither of us put Field of Dreams in our top five, considering yes. we're baseball guys. I just think it's a little overrated, guys. I'm sorry. I I, I think I don't think it's a bad movie. It's James Good. Earl Jones. James Earl Jones' speech in that is magnificent mm-hmm. about how baseball has stood the test of time. It's glorious. I love that. I love that little segment. That little scene there. Absolutely glorious. I just I don't think it's a top. You know, I don't think it's a top five baseball movie. To be honest with you.
1: Um, Yeah, it's not a take it or leave it situation, but it's, uh, you know, it's fine. I I mean, it's really good. It's just, I I don't know if it's something that I would consider in my top five. Uh, I know it's, to most people, it's a top five overall movie. Yeah, Um, yeah, just uh, for me, I, there's just other movies that I get enjoyment out of more um but they're yeah field of dreams of course is a very special film
0: i won't go out of my way to watch it but if it's on or it's yeah. like the only thing that i find semi-entertaining i'll definitely watch it yeah for sure just just a little overrated to me but yeah so that's that's our list those are our list there that's our time for the podcast went a lot longer than i thought we would be able to so that's good I hope these podcasts kind of help you guys take your mind off of uh, the real world for at least an hour or so. Um, and let us know if you enjoy these uh, these wildcard podcasts, because if you do, we'll keep doing them uh, You know, until the season starts, and then our focus will go back to the Mariners 100%. Um, but, yeah, uh, if you guys do want to hear us talk more about the Mariners, it's not an issue. We do it every Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the week. Sometimes our schedules don't line up right. Um, but we do it at the middle of the week, and that is exclusively about the Mariners. Um, although those are probably going to get shorter and shorter as we get, you know, further away from spring training and into the abyss. But uh, we're going to continue to try to do those. So, Ty, do you have any uh, final thoughts before we sign off here?
1: Uh, no, I think that's it. That was uh, that was fun. Let's keep doing those.
0: Even snuck in a couple F bombs. So there you go. Oh um, yeah,
1: I love Soto after dark we're not gonna do that in our uh regular mariners podcasts unless you know they do something uh, incredibly uh frustrating or or you know if they do something awesome you might hear me drop some f bombs out of uh yeah, yeah. i i you know in my in my in my regular life uh i i tend to be a little loose slipped you know i throw, <laughs> i, I you know I, I like to party all right I like so, to throw
0: i like to throw some haymakers yeah yeah <laughs> uh I said that's fine. We'll just we'll go ahead and we'll mark this one as uh, explicit, Um, which I mean it's not. You said it twice, but somebody will get upset by that if we don't mark it correctly. So we're gonna do it. Um, Anyways, you
1: know if you if you join us for our Twitch streams, which I I promise I am going to do uh, soon, um, you're gonna hear me throw throw some things around. (laughs) Screw it. I mean, FanSided isn't gonna control this Twitch stream, so. What are they
0: going to do? <laughs> that's right, baby. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us guys here. Um, back on, like I said, Wednesday or Thursday, of course we'll talk about the coronavirus as it relates to baseball in particular. Uh, but mostly Mariners talk there. We'll dive a little bit deeper into the Sam Tui Valalo news as well as uh, what it does to other guys in the bullpen. And, you know, we'll figure out some other stuff to talk about along the way. But, um Thank you guys so much for listening to this wild card episode of the Soto Mojo podcast. Uh, you know, guys, if you could do us a big favor, please visit SotoMojo.com. Uh It really helps us out when you guys visit our website, maybe click on a story or two. Uh, that would be, help us out a lot too. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So you don't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Soto Mojo FS and like our Facebook page. And I will see you in another life. Peace out. Peace.